Welcome to the Splash Assess Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. So first, we have to talk about Real Housewives of Orange County. And again, forever, no fucking spoilers, just random ass shit. Random ass shit. The exact type of vocabulary that, <laughs> that Heather DeBro loves. So uh, first, Shannon Bador. Her physical comedy, guys, I talked about this on last week's episode, but truly earning her paycheck every single fucking week. You go, girl. So she wakes up in Tamara's bed after a night of 70,000 tequila shots, and (laughs) Heather is basically pulling an MJ the whole episode. Like, guys, wait, wait up for me. I want to hang out, too. And so she was like, Shannon, why are you in Tamara's bed? And Shannon's like, there was an animal walking by my bed last night on all of its legs going. And the way she goes like, and she uses her hands to be like little claws. It was adorable. And I just loved it. So the girls split up into two groups. One group goes fly fishing. The other goes whitewater rafting for fly fishing. The guide. His name was Butch. Butch. So he goes, I got some waiters here for you ladies. And Heather goes, Heather DeBro. <laughs> Are they cute? Oh, oh, I thought you meant waiters to serve us, not waiters that you wear when you go fishing, like overalls, but made out of rubber tires. And so it's literally like wearing tires in the form of overalls. So then Heather DeBro gets into her interview and <laughs> instead of being like, damn, wow, I'm so out of touch with reality that I thought that there were going to be motherfucking waiters walking down here wearing what? Bow ties with trays of champagne and caviar into Montana. Like what the fuck, bro? So instead of saying that and being normal, Heather instead um, gets into her interview and goes, waiters versus waiters. The diction needs to be taught better in Montana education system. Uh, Um, excuse me? How about instead of the diction, how about you try to not be a dick some, dick some of the time? I don't know, but just like, I'm trying to focus on the positives with people, but if you are going to talk shit about Montana, Miss Debro, D Brow, Miss D Brow, as the diction was taught to me in my school, how fucking dare you? How dare you say that these Montanians don't know the difference between waiters and waiters when it's literally the difference between tomato and tomato? It's not even tomato versus tomato and potato versus potato. It's literally tomato and potato. Like, waiters and waiters, you pronounce it the exact fucking same. Say it one more time and there's no difference. Like, 
I, I'm horrified that you would bring Montanians education system into this as if they are somehow have a poorer education than the rich bitches in Beverly Hills. Fuck you. Sure. Little kids like yours and Monroe and uh, they might grow up, you know, learning to code or doing, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what rich schools teach. I feel like it's a lot of bullshit. Cause I know a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> that went to private schools and boarding schools. And I'm sorry, but they are some of the biggest duds of the world. So uh, yeah, Heather, fuck that because the Montanians are geniuses because they live in Montana for that simple fact alone. Okay. The simple life doesn't equal simple people. Okay. It doesn't mean that you're just a basic bitch. If you want to live out West, like it means that instead you actually value fresh air and places where you can hike all the time and do activities all the time and uh, so much shit to do. But yeah, no, we can all have different values. Um, so then, um, the other half of the girls, they were whitewater rafting. Oh my God. All right. So their whitewater rafting guide shows up. <laughs> you guys, I'm convinced that this was some fool on the side of the road with a blow up raft. <laughs> and somehow the girls got confused and like climbed inside, but he was never supposed to be the guide. I'm sorry. His name was Kevin and the new housewife, Jen calls him K-Dog the whole time. <laughs> In her interviews, it's fucking hilarious. But K-Dog was not wearing a shirt. His hair, his hair was all in his face. There was no helmets on for either him as the guide or the girls. You know, that's precious cargo up in <clears throat> those brains of theirs. And look, I get it. Like the rapids aren't that strong in Montana because, again, uh, yeah, we get it. I've I've been there and done all this shit. But uh, yeah, no. You should still be wearing protective gear. Like, that was so bizarre to me. And Kevin wasn't even wearing a fucking shirt when he walked out. He was wearing short-ass shorts, shorter than the, any of the housewives are wearing, and he was wearing no fucking shirt. Again, if you were an authentic guide, you would at least be wearing the company shirt. Come on, come on. This isn't a fucking rodeo. Like, even rodeos, they wear shirts, okay? I've been to both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this kid literally he was just they were supposed to go to the next pullout and they pulled out too early in the production van and ended up on this random kid's raft and <laughs> I'm so happy that they did because you guys this kid one of his balls his balls were hanging out of his Daisy Duke shorts the whole time <laughs> and you know what Kevin, you deserve it because you deserve all the shit that they talked about your balls because, <laughs> because again, that outfit was so inappropriate. Like as a female, it is so fucking annoying that guys can just whip off their shirts whenever and girls cannot for the sole reason that men will fucking, I don't know, tackle us to the ground and stick their dick inside of us. Like they can't handle seeing boobs. Okay. Well, if men can't handle seeing boobs, then guess what? You have to wear a fucking shirt too. Okay. Either keep your fucking dicks in check or keep your fucking shirts on. But Again, we're just living in a man's world. So congratulations to us. Now, the but when they were talking about Kevin's balls, <laughs> the girls in their interviews, they were like, it was purple and shriveled and cold. They they looked they looked not fun. Shannon Bador deserves a raise and 
So does any housewife that has to see a pale 23-year-old with his balls out. (laughs) Okay, so switching it up to the show, and just like that, and just like that, I fucking did it again and watched it again. It's pure hate watching at this point, and I I can't stop, so... The most bullshit part of last night's episode was Carrie fucking Bradshaw bringing the Olsen twins into it. You fucking just made the Olsen twins enter the chat without their fucking permission. How dare you? The writing has been horrendous on and just like that since the very beginning. But to bring the Olsen twins, you've reached a new low. All right, I will fucking defend those two twins until the day that they disappear into their giant cloak of clothing. I feel like one day they're just gonna like, sh- like put on a giant coat and it they just disappear and into it and like never to be seen again. But that's my point. They deserve that. They deserve whatever the fuck they want. Because let I remind you, Jody Sweden was on JLL a few weeks ago. Yeah, she was on the cast when Mary-Kate and Ashley joined at zero years old. Zero years old. These girls were forced to work from the very beginning of life. From the, and from the very beginning of my life, they have provided me with such entertainment throughout my childhood that I, whatever they want to do now, I will defend them to the core unless they're doing some weird ass shit like microwaving kittens which i saw an article about that today i did not click on it i do it's but that was a thing and that's disgusting and i don't think the olsen twins would do that though so i think i'm oh i'm safe to defend them and yeah how about sex in the city spinoff you fucking leave their name out of your mouth okay great so moving on to (laughs) (laughs) People that probably want me to keep their names out of my mouth. (laughs) But just like, and just like that, I don't give a fuck either. Love you guys. Okay, so on the July 13th episode of Jeff Lewis Live, we had Miss Cynthia Bailey, we had Megan Weaver, and we had Shane Douglas. (laughs) Now, Jeff has Kian trained very well and runs over with some breath spray spritzes right before it's airtime. Cynthia Bailey is jealous at how well-trained his staff is. If only Jeff could train his dog, Toby, like he does his staff. I still think Toby is revolting from being a good dog until... (laughs) Until Jeff can come up with a good name for him. He's revolting against his name. He just doesn't give a fuck about Toby. Like, he's like, fucking call me Herman. If you're going to call, if it's Toby or Herman, call me Herman. Because a dog named Toby. Silly boy. I'm talking about Jeff, not Toby. So Cynthia sees people checking her out all the time. But nobody comes up and asks her out. She's trying to date, but men are clearly intimidated by independent women. They think that they want Beyonce, but they can't handle Beyonce, according to Synth. I mean, Beyonce said it herself, like, I don't think you can handle this. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Cynthia might fart, but it's not smelly. Oh my God, Cynthia, I'm sorry. You, I, you shouldn't have told Jeff. You shouldn't tell him anything. <laughs> anything that could slightly embarrass you. 
it can and will be used against you in the SiriusXM Supreme Chump Court. But it is entertaining, so please keep telling him everything. But Jeff was saying, like, it can be better to meet in real life. And Megan's like, yeah, IRL. And (laughs) I just love that Megan whipped out that term and actually explained it correctly, unlike (laughs) Shane Douglas and Zach Noe Towers explaining what it means to ship somebody. So speaking of in real life, okay, does Frank have an uncle or something to hook Doug up with? Because it seems like Frank is good peeps, so I'm sure it runs in the fam. And they talk about it later, but Megan Weaver is hosting a summer camp for the core chumps. Don't forget to invite MJ. We don't want to have to hear about that the whole next episode she's on. But Jameson is going to Megan's summer camp event, and Frank's family is in town. So Jameson told Frank that he can't meet his family because... He has other commitments? And that other commitment is your friend's summer camp for the day? Like, if my new boyfriend didn't want to meet my family because he wanted to play cornhole, I'd say you're corny as fuck, dude. Like, instead of choosing your friends over my family, who's only in town for these few days and your friends live here 24 fucking 7, why don't you invite my family to the chump camp too. Invite Frank's family. Bring up the diversity levels at Ch- Champ Comp. Champ <laughs> I'm not allowed to edit that because because <laughs> I make fun of everybody else's word fumble. <laughs> camp chump. What did I say? Comp chump? I don't even know. I don't Oh my god. I'm just saying that maybe Doug could meet Uncle Frank Sr. and they can share a tomato and fall in love. All right, now talking about people I'm not loving at the moment. Look, guys, we got to talk about the interns. We have got to talk about the interns. They are getting out of control. First, Naya with the two-minute disaster of 2023, and now Oscar? With the rude fucking shade? Okay, so Jeff got a DM from someone who wants to date Oscar. And this kid was like, hi, I'm high, but I want to date Oscar. And Oscar goes, I'm not looking for a man right now. And if I was, I would want him educated. So that guy doesn't qualify. What the fuck? Ew. Okay, Jonah Hill. Okay, Oscar Hill. Like setting all these rules and boundaries when you, you are the one who said you wanted a demisexual relationship. This is the problem. Oscar says he needs an emotional connection, making it seem like he only cares about the person's genuine soul. How sweet. No, it's not fucking sweet because in reality, he clearly has standards he wants his future man to meet. And now if you didn't go to college, you don't qualify to meet Oscar. Is that what education means to you? Unless by educated, you mean someone who doesn't smoke weed. So weed makes you less educated. Okay, really? Because I love marijuana and I'm just going to say, I think I make smarter choices than a lot of the Elkies in my life. Or scenario number three is Oscar saying that because somebody had a typo, as this kid who DM'd Jeff did, are they now uneducated? 
Because guess what, Oscar? We all make mistakes, okay? Circle back two minutes ago when I said champ cump or whatever I said. Um, yeah. So now I bet I guarantee you today, Oscar is going to make such a big typo in some big way. And I'm not saying you deserve it, but I'm not saying you don't, but just like how I choose important issues, like standing up for Montanians and their education system. I also will stand up for people who didn't go to college or enjoy getting high or might have a typo every now and then and can still be educated. So don't fucking try me, Heather DeBro or Oscar the Grouchy Intern, because I am a petty ass bitch when it comes to defending my peeps. Speaking of my peeps, Doug Buden, who was an extra on Will and Grace, of course, if you didn't know... Uh, but Doug last time volunteered to bring Cynthia to her hotel and uh, during the car ride, she learned all about his garden. Then Cynthia calls Doug out for promising to give her his fresh eggplant, a giant cucumber, the new dildo. I don't It was like a lot of sexual vegetables he has growing in that shed of his. Um, he has some tomatoes that he can give away, but just like Kevin's balls during whitewater rafting, just a couple of low hanging purple tomatoes must've been heirloom. So Doug promising Cynthia fresh vegetables from his garden and never following up is the exact same thing as Megan Weaver promising to donate to Anna Lynn McCord's charity that one time. Not, not donating, and then, and then when she finally did, it was like a fourth of the money she pledged. <laughs> and that was the moment we all fell in love with Megan Weaver. So Cynthia wants to be invited to BravoCon. Jeff says, "Just email and ask. You just gotta email and ask." Is that how easy it is, Jeff? You just need to email people and ask to make an appearance. Interesting. Please keep your email notifications on. So for Trump happy hour tomorrow, they're making espresso martinis, but they're blending it with ice to make frappuccino martinis. Frappuccinis, anybody? You can even come up with your own original chump cocktails, like a chumpchini, a chumparita, a chump and tonic. You guys, I promise I I honestly actually will drop it after today's episode and hopefully never bring up this fact again. But can I just say, if for any reason anyone from the JLL studio listens to Splash of Sass, the original content I come up with could be so fucking valuable to you guys. Again, you could use me to help you help me help us. Like, Jeff, you want money? Okay, if I worked with you before your channel, video, app, blog thing even launched, I would have made a bunch of chump cocktail ideas, original ones. I Sure, I can be a cocktail waitress. I can be a waiter and I'll wear waiters as I am a waiter. Best of both worlds, Heather D. Bro. And I would make the chumps during your happy hour drink chump tales as they tell chump tales. Chump tails over chump tails. Are you joking? Are you joking? Drinking chump tails while telling chump tails? 
Oh my God. And then when the show launched, I would have built the chump cocktail brand on the happy hour show from the very beginning. And then we could create a cocktail book to sell to your chumps. But we're not fucking including Stu. We're, nope, we're learning from Ariana Maddox. Nope, Tom Sandoval should have never been part of her cocktail book. And Stu will not be part of ours, Jeff. <laughs> oh my God. No, yeah, no, no, no. Keep hiring random ass waitresses and interns and fly fishing guides, waiters, whoever, instead of somebody over here who is actually fucking genuine. Now, uh, we talk about a nude cruise, the nude cru- I love the name, nude cruise. So, of course, Megan and Jeff go on to shame the lady on the brochure with two low-hanging tomatoes on her chest. They weren't purple, though. They were a nice peach, peach low tomatoes. Um, it, it's her boobs. It's her boobs. Now, before I go the fuck off, let me say shout out again to Queen Bailey, Miss Cynthia, who defended this woman's beautiful, natural body. Now to Megan and Jeff and your judgmentful zone. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God. Saggy tits. Ew, saggy tits. Ladies, shut the fuck up. You know that 70% of women's natural tits are saggy? And most, some of them are the exception to the rule. And they just have Percocets built into their nipples. But the rest of us, we just have natural fucking bodies. And I don't give a shit what you're, it's just so annoying to me that so many girls shame other girls when they themselves ended up getting boob jobs because they felt shame about their own breasts. And now you're going to shame other girls breasts? Like, shut the fuck up. And if you, Jeff, your boobs are bigger than mine for the millionth time. So again, the fact that you get to be shirtless is a tragedy and I don't. Tragic. It's fucking tragic in my mind. Now, Jeff says that there's a lot of uggos at Disneyland, so it works in your favor because you rate better on the attractive scale, as in Cynthia Bailey is an 11 at Disney. What the, what do you mean, Jeff? Like, is she not always an 11? What At Disney, she would be a 24. What do you mean an 11 at Disney? Cynthia Bailey is an 11 on the fucking daily. Daily. And Megan was a 24 on the daily to begin with until she talked shit about saggy tits. She kind of tried to say she was joking after. No, too late. Now, because of your Oscar the Grouch attitude and going against Ramona Singer's advice of women supporting women, I say you're a negative 69. Suck my saggy tit if you have an issue with that, Mushroom Meggie. Speaking of, I really just want to do shrooms with Cynthia. Doesn't she seem like she'd be such good vibes to do shrooms with? Minus the farting, but... And since you know I love playing this game... If I were a JLL producer, I would bring up the article that I read at 6 a.m. this morning about... (laughs) What the fuck, you guys? Okay, the Robert Kennedy presidential hopeful dinner that he had. I think we actually might have found the perfect match for Cynthia Bailey. Because there was a whole fart escapade that went on and Robert Kennedy didn't even move a muscle. He didn't even react at all. So Cynthia Bailey can fart around him as much as she wants and he's fine. And she has presidential vibes. So we need Miss Bailey in the Oval Office. There we go. Date Robert Kennedy if he's single. So at his party though, 
two old rich white dudes who have known each other for years were fighting. And I'm not talking about Jeff and Gage, but the fight was about climate change. And the host was saying it's a hoax. Host thought it was a hoax. And his frenemy across the table was like, yo, you're a fucking fool. Didn't you listen to Splash of Sass and hear how the animals are all punishing us humans for that very reason? Us rapidly changing the climate and ruining all the surfing for the otters. So then the host goes. So then the host gets mad that his friend is trying to defend climate change and he fucking stands up and farts as loud as he can. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't stutter. I'm not joking. He fucking farted as loud as he could. While screaming, I'm farting. I'm farting. And everyone was like, wait, wait are, are you farting on the thought of climate change? Are you farting on our food to like increase gas emissions? Like, what are you doing right now, dude? And to be honest, it's just such a genius tactic because if I was fighting with somebody and they farted, I would instantly start laughing as... <laughs> as I screamed and evacuated as quickly as possible. (laughs) I would literally just sprint away laughing. It'd be great. Like it diffuses the situation by infusing some flatulence. It's, it will work every time. I guarantee it. So we end with some light shark attack talk. It's running rampant around the U.S. And Jeff was like, it's so crazy, though. The sharks aren't in the Caribbean. So that's a good thing. Uh, Jeff, did we forget about that high schooler who died via shark within basically two seconds of him jumping off the boat like a month ago? And I know Jeff doesn't pretend that he's the most educated person ever. Guess he's out of the running for dating Oscar. Oscar, I can't even. That was so rude. I only date educated people. Oh, because this guy's high and made a typo. He's now not educated. Suck a dick, bitch. Sorry, Oski. But um, yeah, no, Jeff, the Bahamas are most definitely part of the Caribbean. <laughs> They're technically like their own entity. They don't really define with anything, but they are part of the Caribbean community. So it's a semi-demi-carabeni sexual country. With plenty of sharks ready to snatch you up and eat you. So everybody be safe out there. And we will see you back tomorrow for another Jeff Lewis Live recap. In the meantime, do nothing. Do nothing but have a great fucking day. Love you guys. Bye. Splash. Splash. Splash.